Hello and welcome to the Arise Worship Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Dr. J. And I'm Judah. I lead worship at Arise Church. So welcome everyone and thank you so much for uh, tuning in and listening to our podcast. This is our first go at it. You know, my we had been praying about what to do about uh, Arise Worship. Uh, God has been doing some great things there at church and with a worship team. And Judah decided that it's best that we get the word out and get Arise Worship on the podcast and talking about what God is doing. So we are excited. This is episode one. So Judah, how are you? I'm doing great. Um, excited for this. This is the first time I've ever wanted to do something like this. So we'll see how it goes. I'm sure it's going to be wonderful. And uh, I'm glad that you are here with me at the Dr. J Studios. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, comfy. <laughs> well, let's, you know, as a backdrop to everyone that's listening, we want you guys to know a little bit more about us. I am Dr. J. I am the pastor and founder, along with my wife and with my family, of Rice Church. In addition to this podcast, I do have the Attitude Zone that, that I do a podcast on. And this is my son, and he is? I lead worship at Arise Church, and I've been doing so for about five years, give or take a few, because it was an on and off thing. <laughs> and and what, what led you to that, son? At the time, we didn't have our church, so... Gerilyn, my sister, decided that we would help you out in that area, so she dragged me into it, but from then on, I started to pick up on it, and I really liked doing it, and what really pushed me forward was we went with our youth group to go see Hillsong Worship in Austin, and I just loved the atmosphere there, and I really wanted to experience something like that one day. So I decided to take it a little more seriously. And, well, I've been called from God since I was young. So I've always had that in mind. But music was always a really big passion of mine. So I decided to pursue that too. Great. Yeah, that that is, you, you say you were called from a young age. How did that come about? You know, because you, you have mom and dad who... <laughs> obviously, you know, have been doing church all of your life. Yeah, I don't really know. I was really young from what you and mom told me. I was playing with some toys and walked out and said, Jesus said I was going to be a pastor and went back to playing. So from that, you guys told me I've always had a call placed on my life in terms of being a pastor, but I always really enjoyed music. So that night of worship we had there with getting to experience that with Hillsong Worship, it kind of shifted my focus on more improving my call in a sense, adding more to it, and I really enjoy it. Oh, well, that's wonderful. You've been doing a great job, and I think one of the things that maybe some of the listeners may be wondering is, well, how much of that was God and how much of that was your parents pushing you into ministry? 
all of it was God. None of it was your mom pushing me into it. You always said y'all never wanted us to go through what y'all went through. And I know ministry is hard. I've experienced some difficult times leading the worship team. But all of it's really been God. Y'all never forced it on me. It was my own decision to decide what I wanted to do. And I I really do enjoy it. By you saying we never pushed you, what, what do you mean? Well, y'all always told us in more recent years that y'all never wanted us to experience all the difficult times and all the losses that y'all have been through in the 20 plus years you've been doing this. And y'all just didn't want us to experience something like that. Y'all wanted us to pursue whatever we wanted to pursue, whether it was sports or some kind of art form or business. So it was never really a lot of pressure, even growing up in church. It was just what came natural to me. And for myself, I know I decided that I wanted to lead worship and take it to another level. Great. Yeah, you know, one of the things that uh, that mom and me were always very aware of is we didn't want to push ministry on you. It, we didn't want you to think of, you and your siblings think of church as a task or, you know, something that was going to drive you away. We wanted you to build your own relationship. And how, how do you think uh, we've been doing in that? Y'all do great, in my opinion. It really helps whenever I have questions about anything, I go to you most of the time about it and then every once in a while mom will kind of chime in but i think y'all do a great job yeah well you know it is uh, i've often told them this is not to discourage any any of our listeners but uh, we've been in ministry since well i've been in ministry since 97 got married to my wife in 98 and she got right into ministry with me so we've been doing this for um, you know a little over 20 years and it there's been some highs and there's definitely been some lows some positive things that come about it and uh, some negative things and I always tell the kids you know we if there's anything else you can do and then do that with all of your heart because ministry is not um, like a job uh, it is a calling. So uh, how do you, in, in your experience, you know, from what you've seen from us and what you've seen in ministry and what you've seen with Hillsong and, you know, other worship teams that you follow, how do you separate the job from the call? H how do you look at that? Well, I've never seen it as a job because I've always enjoyed it. And there's always that saying, like, if you find a job you really enjoy, you'll never have to work a day in your life. And that's the way I see this. So it's not really a job per se. But in terms of the call, I know that God has, you know, a, a good plan for us. And for me, my good plan is to right now lead worship at church and hopefully take it to another level with our worship team there. And then eventually start to preach a little more, which is something I'm not ready for. But God always calls the unqualified because he qualifies us and I don't feel like I'm a really good speaker I'm not great at it but I'm trying to get better because I know one day I'm going to have to speak in front of people so I'm trying to prepare for that because I know that there's no way out of it not that I'm trying to get out of it but I I do want to be as prepared as I can be okay. how, how do you think the reception is from from 
the church, our church people. Because I know that, I guess, you know, someone in the outside can see, oh, well, that's the pastor's son. Of course, he's going to lead worship. But how, how do you see the dynamic working with the church people? What is the reception of you being the, the leader of the worship team? I see it as all positive. Nobody ever really tries to bring me down by saying, oh, you're the pastor's kid. Of course, you're going to be doing that. I just think I think they really enjoy it because most of them there have seen me since I was a baby uh, and seeing me do something like serving them and serving God. It, I think it's humbling to them to know that young people can do that and to know that I never drifted far from God and I always kind of stayed in the church circle. So I think the reception is really positive. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think the makeup of it is is quite unique. We I've had a few pastors that call me to to request you guys to go to different events that they are hosting. How how is that? How did that work for you guys? What do you think of when other pastors are requesting the worship team? I think it's an honor. I I really don't think it's like we're all that in a sense not that they not that we should be but you know any of the other churches are just as capable as we are leading worship so i it's very humbling i enjoy the experience i know the other guys do too but yeah we we tend to enjoy it a lot and it's i think it's cool yeah and you know for those of you who don't know too much about arise church and Rice Worship, you can go to our website at rice210.org. And on there, you'll have the links to our Facebook page, uh, our YouTube page, and even our Periscope, I believe. And we go live every every Sunday morning, and you get to experience a little bit of our Rice Worship. Now, as you do that, you're going to look at the team, and it's, the team is going to be made up a little different than, I imagine, your traditional worship teams. And part of the reason is because our worship team is uh, made up of a lot of young kids. And mm-hmm. and when I say kids, I don't mean like they're just a little younger than me. I mean, they're they're in high school kids and they in middle school and high school mm-hmm. and they've decided to serve God. And so t- tell me, you know, you mentioned earlier that when you started, your sister Geraldine said, we're going to do this with that. And you said, okay, and now we are, I don't know, 12, 13 strong on the team. Tell me how that came about. Well, it it wasn't always like that, obviously. It was me, Geraldine, and I think two of our cousins that were leading worship at the time. And then we had our friend Ray Ray join, who is the youngest member of the team. How old is Ray Ray? He is 15 now. 15. Yes. Wow. And... So from then on, for about a year and a half, maybe two years, it was Geraldine, Ray Ray, me, and one of our cousins. Then they left, and then it was the three of us and Ray Ray's mom. So it was like that for a little while, and then we got our drummer. How was how working with, well, not working, but having Ray Ray's mom, who obviously is an adult, older than you, could be your mom, how was that dynamic, that relationship and leading? I didn't find it any different. She 
kind of just followed what we would say and you know in song suggestions there would be input in there but usually she just let me lead the way I would lead so it was I didn't see it any different than leading like Geraldine or Ray Ray mm-hmm. so after her then after her we got our drummer Peter who still plays with us for a few months and then we moved to a new building where we're currently at and Jariah and Jody, my other sister and younger brother, joined the team. They play bass and the keys. And for like that, it was like that for a, a little while until we added our other friends. Jariah's introduced us to both of them. Our lead guitarist, Byron, who we've known. Jariah's known for about five years now. The rest of us, about four. And then Ryan came around around two years ago, which was around the same time. Both him and Byron joined the team. Okay. And how, you know, for those that are listening again that may not know too much uh, about us, the you're playing guitar, your brother gets on bass. It, was he born with that gift? How, how did that come about? And then Jody gets on, on keys and Geraldine singing. So tell me how, how that developed. Well, it started with me and Geraldine. Geraldine decided she wanted to sing, so she sang. And I was playing guitar and keyboard at the time. And I decided to learn the drums and the bass, so I taught myself those instruments. And when the time came, I would show Jariah stuff here and there. But he eventually just picked it up on his own. And the same with Jody. I showed her the piano, and then she picked it up on her own. So... Whenever the time came, they really felt that they needed to be on the team. So that's why they're there today. And, and again, uh, this is just an input and maybe a suggestion. Uh, as a part of our evangelism uh, and discipleship platform or you know program that we use, Judah really took into, brought in Byron and Ryan, you know, the first two kids that were from high school that are Jariah's friends. And how how did that develop? You know, because was Byron in church? Was Ryan in church? And were they musicians? Or how did that come about? Well, Byron, we had known for a couple of years already. And Jariah got him to go to church. And from that point on, he started going more consistently every Sunday. But he wasn't really a musician. He played French horn in sixth grade. And that was pretty much it for him but one day he said he had an acoustic guitar he found in his house and I told him I would show him how to play so I showed him how to play and eventually he just picked up on all the stuff on his own and joined the team the same day as Ryan and Ryan moved to our area Jariah's freshman year of high school and Jariah invited him to church and he started to go a little more consistently and one day we didn't have a drummer, so Jariah and Geraldine said Ryan could play drums. So I asked him, or I think they asked him. But from then on, that same day is the day they joined the team. Ryan was on drums and Byron was playing lead guitar. Wow. Now, these are freshmen in high school. They Obviously, they don't drive. Did the mm-hmm. parents take them to church? How, how did that, you know, explain that? dynamic to to our listeners it's pretty much been a whole carpool they stay over at our house on saturdays and it's been that way since they joined the team 
it's fun. We hang out together, but every once in a while when they can't always make it, usually they get their parents to take them. But it's pretty much every Saturday they're here. Yeah. yeah so for two years you know, before we we moved into our new house, we were living in a pretty small house, and your bedroom with your brother was. Mm-hmm. You guys barely fit in there, both of you. Yeah. And then you added Byron and and Ryan, so and then Ray Ray. Yes. So so all five of you were sleeping in a pretty small room, <laughs> pretty much on each other. How how was how was that? And that's um, every Saturday for about two years. Yeah, it's about two years, but it was fun. We we made it work. Eventually, we ended up adding two more into the room, so it was it got really cramped and hot in there. But it was fun. We They all had their own spots they picked out on the floor. And then me and Jira had our beds, which were right next to each other. But, yeah, it was it was fun. We made it work, and I think we're all pretty happy that we all have a bigger space. <laughs> they have more floor space to, to sleep now and to relax. And who were the other two others that we added? Carter. He is another friend of Jira's. He's same grade as the other two guys so they're all going to be graduating together but Jariah's known Carter since the fifth grade and he invited Carter to church the same way he did with Byron and Ryan and then Carter started coming more consistently and I asked him if he wanted to do play drums for us be a, an extra backup just in case Peter couldn't make it and he said yes so we have two drummers now Carter is one of them and they switch off every once in a while, but that's what he's been doing for about a year and a half. And then Elijah started coming around around the same time last year. And he, he's he been practicing his instruments at home. He, he really wants to be a part of what we're doing there at the church. But right now he works our cameras. So he still comes over and hangs out with us just to have fun. So imagine that in a small room that barely fits two of you, and now there's seven of you. Yes. How how was that arrangement? Uh, it's like playing Tetris. We <laughs> had a, they were the ones who usually had to figure out their spots. Me and Jar were comfortable in bed, <laughs> but you know, they made it work. Sometimes someone would be at the end, like foot to face. Or someone would get hit by the door when they would open Sunday morning. So, I mean, they never complained about it. It was always really fun. And then what, what time What time do you get up and what time do you get all of them up and then go on to church, you know? Usually I get up around 6. So just to get ready and then I get everyone else up at 7. And then, then you drive everyone. Yes. Right now, how, how many is that? Let's see, there's just seven of us and our two sisters, so that's nine of us. Wow, nine of y'all, and what do you do? What do you? Why do you leave so early? We have to set up at the church and we get our practices done. We usually set up the night before at our Saturday practice, but we get up early just to get an extra run through, make sure everything's ironed out and ready for service. Good, and all of you are young. You know, if we if we look at the team, we have Peter, who's what late twenties, early thirties. He's in thirties. Yeah, early thirties. So he's the he's the old man. 
in, in the group. And then we have Tito, who, also 30s. who's mid-30s. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so they are the old men. Yes. But besides them, who would be the, the oldest? Next oldest would be Nathaniel. He is 21. And then... And what does he, what does he do? He is one of our singers, plays guitar. He, he leads worship up there with us. One of our cousins. And then the next oldest would be our other cousin, Cassandra. She is 20 like me. So we're both technically the next oldest. How, what does she do? She's one of our singers. She has an amazing voice and we miss her a lot. Yes. She's currently not there. She's with the COVID restrictions and all. Yes. You know, she's uh, staying home. Mm -hmm. And we were eagerly waiting for, for her to come back. And she does. If you've, goodness, if you ever want to really get the full experience of the worship team of Arise Worship, I, I would invite you to come and join us every Sunday. We start worship right around 9 in the morning. And we are at 16320 Hebner Road in San Antonio, Texas. You can send us an Email, uh, we can give you a little bit more information at contact at arise210.org. Uh, you can also, again, go to our website, arise210.org, uh, and you can find all our information there, what we're about, what we're doing. Uh, but really, if you want to get the full experience, you can watch us online, obviously, with, with the times that we are living in right now and with the pandemic that's going on. We do offer live streaming for all of our worship services. But to get the full experience, you know, this is simply my humble opinion. You really need to be there. And so you can hear some of these young people and their passion for God. So then after Cassandra. After Cassandra would be Jody, my sister. My first sister, then... Well, um, you and Cassandra. Yes, me and Cassandra, and then it would be... And the, what, do you, what do you do? I play all four of our basic instruments, but I mainly play guitar and then I sing. And then next after me would be Jody, and she plays keys and also runs our media. Does all our social media, our yes. in-house audio, uh, visual media there? Yes. And then it would be Gerilyn next, who is our main vocalist, our singer there. Then it would be Ryan, who is next. He plays keys, and if we ever need him to, he'll play drums or something else. He's played guitar one time during the service. so it's And doesn't he have, like, a guitar? Yes, he, he doesn't use the guitar as much anymore, but he does. He still uses it at home, I'm sure. And? and then it would be Byron and Carter, who are pretty close in age and byron does byron's our lead guitarist and he has been and carter's our second drummer and then jariah is our bass player and then ray ray the youngest is another one of our singers wow so as you can see as a pastor of this uh, amazing church i am incredibly blessed to be able to to be part of this uh, what god is doing and and to see these young people grow up and serve God with so much passion, uh, their faithfulness and their consistency, they don't drive. I think 
80% of them do not drive themselves. They may have a license, but they don't drive themselves. So they come and stay at our house on Saturdays so that they can get up and be ready to go to church uh, Sunday morning. So that is an incredible testimony, you know, and an incredible just example to set for the adults. And, you know, we are obviously very humbled by that. So you're doing a great job there, son. Thank you. I'm trying really hard. (laughs) Now, let's get for a few minutes. Let's get into leadership, you know, because you are the, the worship leader. What have you learned? Obviously, you know, your dad has some experience in in leadership and got a degree in that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So what what is leadership to you? What have you learned about leadership? It has a lot to do with your attitude, behavior, and your character. Something that you work on is like troika leadership. Mm -hmm. It is the ABC attitude, behavior, character. And a lot of it, is how well you present yourself as a leader and how well you can handle input from others, Mm -hmm. understanding your role, that it's not all about you. So in terms of attitude, being able to take constructive criticism, input from members of the team from my point of view, and then behavior is being a little more mature in how you lead making sure you're leading the right way, representing the church and the team in the right way. And then character is more on how God sees you. So you want to make sure you have good character to make sure you're representing him well because that's how he knows you. Instead of building up a bad reputation, you want to have good character, which is how God sees you. So, yeah, And that's my area that I've been researching here for for a few years now and I always say you know attitude like you said it's being able to take constructive criticism and, and I attach that to our emotions to emotional intelligence you know never having the highs be too high or the lows be too low uh, but keeping an even keel uh, throughout and like you said behavior is how you conduct yourself for me, I often tell pastors, you know, that our behavior should be the same behind the pulpit as it is outside of the pulpit. You know, here in today's world, we we are unfortunately hearing a lot of how leaders are telling people, do as I say, not as I do. You know, with all these coronavirus restrictions, governors and mayors and government leaders are telling people, don't do this, don't do that, don't go out to eat, and then they're caught going out to eat. So what I'm researching is behavior, and behavior having to do with more of do what I do instead of do as I say. And, and of course, character, you know, the way I try to uh, differentiate the both is reputation is what people think about you, and character is what God knows about you. And, you know, so that's the three areas, the Troika leadership, a threefold cord. The Bible says it's not easily broken. So, you know, that's that's what we try to teach 
our church. That's what we try to teach uh, our team. That's what I try to teach in my classes. And, you know, I think, how do you think that's working out with, with a team? Those three aspects of leadership. I think it's working out pretty well. I've noticed that I've improved a lot in those three areas. And with the team, they're all starting to pick up on it and starting to understand their role as being a part of the worship team. We like to consider everyone on the team a leader. So we're all leading the congregation. So it, in a way, it's kind of having a spotlight on us, but it's not meant for us. It's meant to draw it to us, to draw it to God. So I think they're starting to have a better understanding. And then, uh, like I said, for myself, I've definitely improved. Yes. Well, you know, and, and leadership is all about the influence over relationships. So when your attitude is right, your relationships are better. When your behavior is right, your relationships are better. When your character is right, your relationships are better. So, you know, we're still researching more on that, but it's really an important facet of leadership, especially within the church, where we should be living by examples. The Apostle Paul said, imitate me like I imitate Christ. What, what, how does that scripture speak to you? I see it as a challenge in a way that if, if I know I'm not living right, then I know I have to get right with God. And living like Jesus can seem like a pretty big, big deal. So I, I try to take it in small pieces at a time, making sure that I do the little things first, like building my relationship with God, reading the Bible, building a good prayer life, worshiping, all that. So I, I think for me, it's, it's been a good journey. I've still got a long way to go, but I... I know that it's something I do have to do. So in developing that, what are you doing right now? What are your plans to to de- develop that? Well, right now I'm in the process of transferring to another university, Liberty, Liberty University in Virginia. And I plan on uh, doing worship studies. And, you know, that that's something that... I was really hoping that I would find at the right time and it did come at the right time because I was I really wasn't sure what I wanted to do and this program kind of just popped up as we were looking so I'm excited for what's to come I really want to dig deep into this whole idea of worship Um, what are your hopes uh, your aspirations for this this program what do you um, want to accomplish I would hope to become a better worshiper and to be able to lead the congregation uh, a lot better than I do now and then just find my places where I can meet God if whether it's in my room or at church yeah I always you know me I, I love music genres all types almost all types I should say <laughs> yeah there's some stuff that you know my kids call me what is it millennial something like that uh, boomer. Boomer. <laughs> yeah, they call me Boomer because I, I listen to some other music. And I'm like, yeah, that's not music. <laughs> kind of like what our parents used to do to us when we were younger, <laughs> you know. But but I do enjoy music. I, I love music. But within the church environment, music goes far beyond just a skill. 
I believe it's more of an anointing. And the anointing really separates skill from, you know, from ability. And like you said earlier, God qualifies the willing. And the way he qualifies it is that he anoints them, he places his spirit on them. And then when you have an anointed worship team, that team sets an atmosphere that when the preacher, in my opinion, when the preacher goes to preach, he doesn't have to work too hard to deliver the word because the atmosphere has been set by the worship team. So here's something. In the New Testament, there's a word, uh, a Greek word that is used, prokestuneo, which means to worship. It's translated to worship, but really has more of a meaning as to bow down to God or kings. How do you see worship? Is worship a slow song or what? what is it? You know, when I say set the atmosphere. It's not a word. It's not a slow song. Worship is more like an act of surrender and like just giving God your all, in my opinion. I think it has a lot to do with relationship with God. And then in turn, it when you do it or do what I do, leading worship it it sets the tone for what's to come and when i'm up there on the platform getting ready to lead worship i know that what i'm doing has a pretty big role in leading worship so it's not necessarily a slow song but it is kind of connected with that in a way because usually more people tend to lift their hands or worship in that moment right i've often said you know that worship is more of a lifestyle it's not something that you can pick up in 20 30 minutes of worship at church but it's something that you have to come in prepared with but you know i i be foolish to think that that the music part or the worship aspect of any church service does not contribute uh, to a person's, what would I say, uh, willingness and readiness to receive the word of God. But it is, you know, as a church member, it's my responsibility to be in the right mindset throughout the week. So that when I get to church, whichever song is playing, I'm in a worship environment and not necessarily just wait for the the music to slow down what, what what's what's your take on that i would agree a lot of what i do is i spend time practicing here getting into moments of worship where i can connect with god making sure that i'm ready to lead the congregation because i don't know what some of the people in the church walking into are going through so i know that not only does god deserve my best but I know that those people aren't in there to walk in and just kind of stand there they're looking for something and that something could be in a song it could be in the sermon so they're ready and open for a worship experience so I think the lifestyle plays a big part in it because it's pretty much my whole life (laughs) yes it is I've seen you I can testify to that you're listening to worship pretty much 24-7, worship music and practicing and 
here you're you're writing what are some of your desires or goals for uh, a rise worship i would love for us to put out our own music to bring our sound to this worship movement to really capture what rise church is all about and how each member of the team contributes to that and hopefully these songs will start releasing soon there's not many of them but we are getting on to the getting involved in it everyone who wants to be involved is getting involved in we're starting that process slowly so hopefully here soon we'll get there but really i I want this these songs to mean much more than what i think they should be i want them to be able to change people's lives and lead them to god so they can build their relationship because like like it happened for me that night where we saw Hillsong worship, I want people to be able to experience that that full wholehearted worship in that atmosphere. It was that's something that I can't really explain, but it's something I want other people to experience. Yeah, that, that's that is wonderful. And well, well, you know, a- anything you want to tell our listeners, you know, an invitation, you know, what what do you want to say to those who are listening to us? Well, if you're listening to this podcast, I would hope that it's because you're trying to find some way to serve in church. It doesn't necessarily have to be leading worship. It could be anything because all forms of serving is a form of worship. So whether you're listening to learn about worship or not, I think getting involved is a great thing. I didn't want to do it at first, but I love it now. But yeah. It's something really great, and I think as a Christian, as a believer, we are kind of tasked with serving others, and it's not all bad. It it gets really, really cool. You have really cool moments and really, really in-depth worship experiences at times, so you can always check out our stuff online. We have our streams. You can always start somewhere, either on the stream or at a local church. It's always good to get involved. Amen. And if you're in our area in San Antonio, I encourage you to come in and worship with us. If you are not a member of any other church, we would love to welcome you to our uh, church family at Arise Church. Again, you can look us up at arise210.org. There you'll find the links to our live streaming. We live stream every worship service on Sunday mornings right around 9. So be on the lookout for that. You can also uh, email us at contact at arise210.org and we can uh, try and help you and give you a little bit more direction as far as what we are doing at the church, what we're about. If you have any prayer requests, do send those into us i encourage you to come and visit us we have a vibrant church what do you what do you think about our church son i love it i think the people there are great i've known most of them for my whole life or in in the other way around but yeah it's it's great i love it we we are a growing church as i mentioned my wife and i have been doing this for a little over 20 years but here we restarted we hit a reset uh, a few years back 
and we are a growing church and we are excited for everything that God's doing and continuing to do and about to do. So we would love to have you be part of our worship experience there at Arise Church, what we call our authentic worship. And Arise Worship leads us in in that area to get us in the atmosphere. So uh, again, thank you so much for listening. This is our fir- first podcast. I am one of the co- hosts, Dr. J, pastor of Arise Church. And with me is Judah, a worship leader at Arise Church. And we do appreciate you taking a few moments of your day to listen to our podcast. Do me a favor. Share this on your social media. Let your friends know about it. Share it with your pastor friends. Share it with your church-going friends. Help us build this podcast. It it is not to to bring anyone to our church, but really we want to get the heart of worship out there so that everyone can begin to have a turnaround in their life. I believe that we are ready for a reset. What you say to that, son? I completely agree. And uh, a little side note, let me know how I did. I was pretty nervous, but I hope it helps. <laughs> yes. Uh, if you don't know my son, you'll get to know him. He is very quiet, but he is a, a great son and a great big brother and we are just blessed to have them. But again, I am Dr. J and excited and thankful that you are listening and tuning into our worship. This is my son, Judah, and we will talk again here pretty soon. All right. You guys have a wonderful day and enjoy the rest of your week. Uh, We should be coming back in a week. We'll be doing our next podcast. If you have any questions, any suggestions, anything you want to learn a little bit more about, do send us an email and we can address that. For now, I am Dr. J. And I'm Judah. And we will talk to you next week. Be blessed.